This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is the weekend and we are all celebrating yet another week where the weekend actually feels like a weekend and not like any other day of the week. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon, excited for two to three days, depends on how you want to see it, of rest and uh, recuperations that we can go ahead and start another new week full of energy. But right here on Future Talk, we're bringing you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world is being discussed right here on Pulse95. Lots and lots discussed happening right here in the UAE, starting with a new face covering device that was created by a medical group right here in the UAE that is very similar to a helmet. However, this face covering could actually prevent infection with the coronavirus. What does this helmet look like and is it as effective as this team of medical groups are saying? We're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments. But around the world, Microsoft Windows users are being alerted to go ahead and install the newest security updates. Especially right here in the UAE with working remotely taking place over an extended period of time. That means we could be susceptible to many attackers and hackers. So how can we keep ourselves secured and how can we prevent our privacy from being breached? All those details are going to be coming up as well. But for all those kids and parents tuning into us right now, have you heard of Messenger Kids? Because Facebook recently launched a video chat and a messaging app in the US and the UK. But this app application is now available right here in the UAE and I want to hear your thoughts are you with downloading social media applications for your children and at what age do you feel like a child is um, better equipped to deal with social media applications because we're going to be having this discussion right here on future talk as well twitter is working on a way for people to request the blue check mark again What does that mean for all Twitter users? Will they be able to become verified simply by requesting it? And in our Check This Out segment, we're going to be giving you a quick way on what Apple is doing to limit its number of employees. We've been seeing different tech giants doing different things in terms of returning back to their old normal. Twitter, for one, decided that they want to let their employees work from home forever. Apple, however, is rushing its employees to start going back to work starting from June 15. So we're going to be giving you the latest details on that and their iPhone 12 manufacturing. But in our How Do You Tech segment, do you want to get a little bit of a digital detox this weekend? Because with quarantine taking place, we're definitely having a lot more increased screen time. Our phone is pretty much our only entertainment, but not for too long because Digital Detox is coming to you this weekend and I'm going to be telling you about my very own experience with it. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked. Lots and lots is coming up right here on Pulse95, but I'm going to be leaving you with Chemicals by Lewis. You're You're listening listening to to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. 
Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Right here in the UAE, we've been trying to deploy technology in an effort to fight the spread of COVID-19. From creating robots that can disinfect surfaces to creating different precautionary equipment that can help keep us safe from getting the infection. But right here in the UAE, a medical group is now preparing to introduce a new face covering device. It's very similar to a helmet, but this helmet can actually prevent infection with the coronavirus. Earlier this year, we've witnessed uh, police officers, medics, paramedics, all trying to use a new helmet to help prevent the infection uh, that is caused by a COVID-19 patient to spread to the personnel that are moving this patient from his house, let's say, to a hospital. So they were actually placing a helmet right above his or her head to make sure that any of their uh, breathing particles are not moving around in the air and being inhaled by the medical personnel. But this device is a little bit different because it is not made to be placed on uh, the head of someone who is infected, but rather it's pl- it's created so that it can prevent infection to those who are absolutely and completely healthy. Now, this breathing device is going to be purifying the air and protecting the personal environment of anybody wearing it, which is basically like an outer layer similar to the plastic helmet that uh, protects people from airborne hazards. This device, though, is going to be launching very, very soon. It's not something that we're looking at, you know, to be launched within the next month. We're talking the next few days, and it's going to be available in the very first pharmacy in the UAE that is specializing in the medical requirements to prevent coronavirus. It's going to be located in Dubai and it's going to be opening within, uh, it opened two days ago, but this device will be available within the next few days. The UAE will actually be the very first country in the Middle East to use a helmet like this. And uh, the researchers behind this device actually said that it's going to be working through uh, a special form of energy that will allow it to function for large periods of time. And what it does is basically create like an outer barrier between you and the environment around you to make sure that whatever air you're breathing is completely purified. COVID-19 is definitely a huge threat to the very people who are fighting it. So we're talking about nurses, doctors, police officers, and other first responders who are exposed to the virus-carrying droplets uh, from infected patients on a day-to-day basis. And we definitely give them a round of applause because honestly, I mean, without them, we definitely would not have been been able to fight off the spread of this pandemic. But now a team has actually developed two devices that could reduce their risk by sucking away infectious aerosols. Now, in addition to this helmet that could be worn by normal citizens, it could also be worn by frontline workers however another helmet is currently being prepared so that it can be worn by the patient himself or herself we've seen it being used before and now we're seeing it being used again it acts like a small tent in which the patient could be enclosed inside of it with their very own uh, virus without necessarily exposing many people around them to it Now, the tent and the helmet would basically capture all those infectious droplets 
with negative pressure, which is basically being generated by a pump that is attached to the helmet itself. When the researchers tested this device with healthy volunteers, they actually noticed that it could decrease the particles outside the devices by 97% to 99%. Now, this helmet can also be used whenever staff are transporting patients, but it's mainly made so that a bedbound patient can actually wear this mask to prevent those around him from contracting the virus. We'll definitely keep you up to date when when this uh, helmet is actually released and out on the market if you'd like to go ahead and purchase it. But around the world, Microsoft is trying to address all of their serious security gaps in a group of their company's products. We've all, you know, we're all using Microsoft products on a day-to-day basis. Whether we're looking at Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Outlook, the products that they have are definitely uh, many and having security gaps in them is not the best news. But the Telecommunication Regulatory Authority right here in the UAE has announced that they are advising all users and IT officials to go ahead and install new security updates that Microsoft released for some of their products during the month of June. Now, these new security updates uh, are basically addressing very serious security gaps in a group of their products, such as Windows, uh, Microsoft Office, Microsoft Edge, as well as Internet Explorer. Microsoft had previously issued a warning about some serious software vulnerabilities in the Windows systems, and they said that they're working on a security patch to address the problems that have been exploited by hackers. Um, There have been many computers that have been penetrated through remote control, especially that now our people are heavily using their products due to the fact that they are working from home. They're working remotely. But Microsoft wants to plug at least 129 security holes in its Windows operating system that deserve very special attention. As I mentioned, this is particular for those who have been working remotely because they have been impacted by these security bugs a lot more than those who have returned back to their offices. But what's sad about it is the fact that This is actually the fourth month in a row that Microsoft has issued fixes to address more than 100 security flaws in its products. So more security flaws are on the rise and we do know that hackers and exploiters love to make use out of this pandemic to grow fear in our hearts. But as long as you go ahead and update uh, your programs and your applications with this month, Uh, security patch you'll be good to go because uh, you'll definitely be assured that all the applications are up to date with all the security changes that have been made but please make sure that you have backed up your system or any important files that you have on your computer before you go ahead and install the new security patch it's not uncommon for the windows updates to go ahead and make your system basically forget how to work properly many updates uh, have definitely been known to erase or even corrupt many files so do yourself a favor and back up before installing any of these security patches please text in at 4215 or slide into our dms at pulse95 radio if you have witnessed any issues with your microsoft products i want to see how many of our listeners are actually dealing with this and if you have go ahead and try out their new security patch i think you'll find it available on their website it's very easy to use i actually updated it myself through an email that i got earlier this week so let me know if you've downloaded it too but coming up we still have lots in store right here on future talk we're going to be telling you all about 
a new application. This app may cause a lot of controversy between parents and kids. Kids definitely want to feel cool uh, amongst their friends. And the newest, coolest app is Messenger Kids. Facebook is launching a new video chat and messaging app right here in the UAE. Will you allow your kid to go ahead and download it? This is the question of the day. But keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What age is the perfect age to have your kids download social media applications? This is definitely a question that has been circulated in many families, in many conversations between parents. Because today, it is going to be asked once again. Since Facebook is launching another application is specifically just for kids. It's called Messenger Kids and it's going to be a video chat and messaging applications. Now, it was first launched in the U.S. back in 2017. But now it's being rolled out to 20 countries across the MENA region, one of them being the UAE. And the reason why this app is now launched in the MENA region is because we're trying to fight COVID-19 mentally because kids can definitely feel a little bit lonely now now that they're not meeting their friends, their loved ones on a day-to-day basis in school. This app might just give them a little bit of comfort. Um, The application is basically aimed at children who are under 13 years old who can't have Facebook accounts, even though many children nowadays can definitely forge their age and say that they are above 13. Um, But it's all becoming in line with the company's policies. Facebook does not allow any child under the age of 13 to go ahead and create an account. But what's interesting about Messenger Kids is that it has many parental controls that will allow parents to customize the app for their children. So basically, you'll be able to mold this app for your child to make sure that it's being used the way you want it to be used. It's also going to be including the ability for parents to edit and change contact lists and to be notified if a child blocks or reports another user. Now, in a statement that Facebook made, they were actually pointing out to the expansion of their application and reflecting that people are becoming more reliant on technology during the pandemic. As I mentioned, the app was created back in 2017, but it was only available for people living in the U.S. But a team of experts in online safety, child development and media have definitely said that they're trying to provide a service that will balance both parental controls with features that can help kids learn how to connect online responsibly. Now, the application rolled out yesterday in the UAE as well as in Algeria, Bahrain, Egypt, Iraq, Jordan, Kuwait, Lebanon, basically any country in the media region that you could possibly think of. And you can download the application from the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store. But if you're wondering about how can you use this application, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Because it's quite easy to do to do it and to use it. All you need to do is to download the application, as I mentioned, from the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and create an account. This is the first step that a parent will have to do before giving the application to their children. So you'll have to uh, create an account. You'll be asked to authenticate your child's device using your own Facebook username and password. So basically, any child's account will be linked 
linked with one of the parent's accounts. So this will not create a Facebook account for your child or give them access to your account. And then after that, you can go ahead and create an account for them and add people to their contact list. From there, a child can actually go ahead and start a one-on-one group uh, chat. No, sorry, a one-on-one video chat or a group chat through the application. The home screen also shows the child and the parent who they are connected to and when those contacts are online the best part about it is that there is a parent's dashboard so through that dashboard you can go ahead and control and monitor your child's activity in the application through your main facebook app so you don't need to go ahead and ask the child for the phone you can simply check exactly what they're doing through your own facebook app you can monitor everything from recent contacts to chat history to whether or not they have blocked any contacts or reported any contact you can also see a log of all the images and videos that were sent on the chat and you can even set a sleep mode now this sleep mode will basically limit the amount of time your child can spend on the application so they can't really be texting when they should be sleeping It's also going to be the application will enable all parents to go ahead and have more or less of a supervised uh, control over the application. So this will give you the chance to delete any contact that you don't want your child to be speaking to or add any contact on their list. Through the dashboard, you can also see all the devices on which your child is logged into Messenger Kids. And you can even log out your child from far away, as well as being able to request a copy of your child's Messenger Kids information, which is very similar to how you can go ahead and download your own information within the Facebook app. Using the application, a child can go ahead, send photos, videos or text messages to their contacts, along with being able to chat through video with their loved ones. But there is even a library of kid appropriate and specially chosen GIFs frames, stickers, masks, sound effects, emojis, and drawing tools. And this is very important because many of us tend to not realize how many emojis are inappropriate for children to use. So I'm very glad that Facebook actually paid attention to that move as well. Many of you might be asking, are there any privacy concerns that we need to be aware of, we need to be aware of whenever our kids are using Messenger Kids? Hmm, it's a quite an interesting question because the application has definitely had some backlash in the past for its online safety practices. Um, they, they've been known to be able to collect much inf- a lot of information about the children, like their names, usernames, passwords, and the messages they share between one another. But last year, whenever those problems were rising to the surfaces, privacy concerns were made by basically having Facebook promise that they were not going to access any of this detail any of those details unless they were requested by the parent himself or herself let me know if you are planning to download this application for your kids messenger kids is the app and i personally find it very uh, useful because a lot of kids have been increasingly using zoom nowadays it's definitely through parents supervision but it can be very annoying to have your child constantly asking you can i please use zoom can i please use zoom or can i call my friend especially if you're a working mother lots and lots is on your plate so an app like this could definitely take the load off and at the same time give you the chance to monitor your child from far away send in your thoughts text in at 4215 do it a or dm us at pulse 95 radio on instagram coming up lots and lots and lots is in store right here on future talk because we're going to be talking about apple 
and what are they doing in terms of having their employees return back to their headquarters? Are they why aren't they jealous from Twitter? Why aren't they allowing their, their employees to work completely from home? That might have just to do with their new iPhone 12 series that is currently being manufactured. But I'm not going to burn the story for you. Keep Pulse95 locked. But I'm going to be leaving you with Apologize by One Republic. This is Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. While many tech giants like Facebook and Twitter have basically decided to give their employees the option to work from home forever, Apple is not following the same trend because they're actually going to be sending the first of their employees back to work in their headquarters as early as next week. Now, this is very interesting because it makes you understand the dynamic that takes place in every tech company. Apple wants their employees back simply because they're definitely late in the game of manufacturing their new iPhone 12 that is set to start in produce or processing it in July. So they definitely want their employees back in the headquarters. During the first phase of them returning, there's only going to be a very limited number of employees becoming a part of their new offices. Um, they're going to be implementing social distancing, taking employees' temperatures the minute they arrive inside the office, and making them take a daily health check. Now, Apple also said that it is strongly encouraged that their employees go ahead and take uh, the COVID-19 tests that are going to be provided by the company itself, either once they arrive to the company or at home before returning to work. Apple was not uh, commenting on whether or not this phase of uh, employees returning back to their headquarters is going to be taking long or not. Are they how many are going to be returning at a time? It's not been announced yet. However, Apple did reopen a handful of stores uh, during the week of May 11 and then 25 more the following week this week. Apple stores right here in the UAE just reopened and I'm, I'm sure many people are very relieved simply because, you know, broken iPhones are not a fun thing to deal with in quarantine, especially when you can't really use your time to do much. But their stores are going to be taking uh, very similar measures as well as their offices. So they're going to be asking for mandatory face masks for staff and customers as well as temperature checks at the door now as i mentioned before apple is definitely an outlier in silicon valley because asking its employees to return back to its physical offices has become the new weird thing to do especially because facebook and twitter uh, have definitely announced that they're going to be working from home either for the rest of the year or if twitter took it a little bit further by telling their employees that they can work from home permanently now google did say that they're going to be allowing people back to their offices from july 6 but uh, perks like the office gym and the nap pods will not be available so google and apple are kind of on the same bandwagon while facebook and twitter realized the beauty of working from home let me know do you enjoy working remotely more than working back in your office or would you rather return to the office personally i have never been happier working from the studios of pulse 95 working from home is not as fun but i want to hear from you send in your thoughts at pulse 95 radio on instagram or text in on it is a lot or do at 4215 coming up 
we're going to be preparing for the weekend because weekend vibes are definitely asking for a digital detox. I know you've been spending way too much time on your phone. Many of you have even muted the screen time option on iPhones and different social media applications. But this is not going to be lasting for any longer because we need to take action and we need to take action now. So keep Pulse95 locked. Pulse95. How do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? We all know that we are on our phones more than we'd like to be, but it's definitely hard to draw tech boundaries, especially when screens are suddenly both our connection to others and the only way to keep our spirits up. Social distancing has definitely caused many of us to turn to Zoom or any other video chat platform to connect with friends, family, and loved ones. Online workouts have become the new normal. And even when we want to relax or meditate, we immediately go for an app, like the mindfulness apps that are out there in different app stores. But they all require our eyes to be glued to screens. And right here in the UAE, we've definitely been seeing a lot of statistics and research announcing that eye doctors are receiving a lot more patients than they were before quarantine. People are starting to have a lot of eyesight issues from how much time they're spending on their phones. Many people have even went one step further and decided to mute the screen time uh, analysis that comes up on your phone every now and then simply because they just don't want to be depressed by the fact that they are spending so much time on their screens day in and day out. The way you can manage this and the way you can go ahead and tackle this issue is by doing a digital detox. Now, this detox could be as extreme or as relaxed as you want it to be. Um, The best way, though, to do it is to basically draw a boundary between screen time that is helpful and screen time that is harmful. It's okay to spend time on social media if it's being used for positive purposes like workout videos, uh, museum tours, or even baking lessons. But you can minimize the screen time by going ahead and writing down the steps to baking your favorite banana bread or uh, this specific cake. Write it down and for the time that you're using to bake that cake, to uh, do whatever workout that you want to do, instead of staring at a screen, you'll have them written down on a paper, on a uh, whiteboard in front of you, and that will basically minimize the time that you are gluing your eyes on a screen. Another thing that you could do is basically go ahead and try a non-digital activity like meditation or writing. A lot of professionals have been saying that taking those few minutes of meditation, hours of reading, or even uh, a few moments of writing down in a book, in a journal, will definitely help awaken that creative side in your mind. A lot of us tend to just... Even if we're not looking at anything on social media, even if you get that notification on Instagram that you're all caught up with their, with your newsfeed, you'll still aimlessly scroll down simply because you're just bored. So instead of wasting this time, go ahead and try to awaken that creative side in your mind. Another tip I have for you all today is to keep a timetable. Many people, celebrities who would usually take a holiday period every now and then uh, to just basically be with themselves, were setting down schedules. Time to learn how to cook, 
time to work out, time to paint, time on social media, time for their own mental well-being. And this basically creates a false sense of urgency to do that. Whenever you have a to-do list written down, whenever you have a set schedule, you know for a fact that these are things that you need to fit into your day before the day ends. And this definitely helps create a structure to your day, especially if you're currently working from home. Another tip I have for you all to do this weekend so that we can all get a little bit of a mental clarity after uh, constantly being on our phones is to go ahead and keep your smartphone aside when you go to bed. Many of us are still stuck on the Ramadan sleeping schedule. Sleeping after Fajr, that could be 4 a.m., that could be 5 a.m., and waking up either early for working from home or early to go back to the office. And this is definitely draining us both physically and mentally. So many mental health experts and doctors have definitely said that to reduce screen time, one way to do it is to basically set a sleeping time for your phone that means setting your phone on do not disturb and not touching it again and i'm and i mean it when i say it don't touch it again it's so hard not to jump and check that notification whenever it pops but this is exactly why you should place it on the do not disturb feature because that means no your wi-fi isn't on you're not going to be receiving any text messages on whatsapp and your phone calls will not be accessible either. Someone will have to call you twice for them to be able to access you. So let me know if you are willing to try any of those tips and share any tips that you have uh, with me on at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. But best of all, make sure that if you're having to use your phone more often than you should, use it for stress relief. There is a lot of news out there. We're constantly being bombarded by news articles, by new research about COVID-19. The best thing you could do for yourself right now is to keep updated with the news, but at the same time, limit the noise. Set an hour or two to keep yourself up to date, but don't constantly check the news as if it's like some form of medication that you should take morning, afternoon, and night. It's our human instinct to keep wanting to check what's happening in the world, but especially right now, that could drain you mentally. It's very easy to get caught in that negative cycle where we just keep checking over and over and over again, hoping that it's going to give us some relief. COVID-19 anti-vaccine is not going to be coming out in the six hours that you don't check your news in. So make sure that you're giving yourself a break, whether that is in doing things that you truly enjoy this weekend away from your phone. I, I personally, I've been walking at my home, you know, walking outdoors has not become an option anymore because it's way too humid. But walking inside, getting those 10,000 steps, getting those no matter how small your goal your goal is indoors just walking around the house if i can do it in a studio apartment i'm pretty sure you can do it in whatever house you're living in it, but it does it does give you that little bit of runner's high or it gets your endorphins going to make sure that you're giving yourself some time apart from giving your body uh, and your mind to everyone around you on a day-to-day basis I hope you all having I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Let me know if you are planning to do the digital detox with me and I'll definitely be back reporting to you on Sunday. Hopefully Hani will be joining me once again soon. He's currently recovering from his tonsillitis, tonsil surgery, but from the Pulse95 team, I wish you a wonderful weekend and keep Pulse95 locked because the Afternoon Karak team will be joining you to give you all that you need to know about what is happening in the entertainment industry. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.